following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the huge show across Michigan. And download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and always use that promo code HUGE to get in on all of the action, including Michigan and TCU out in Arizona. What about Georgia and Ohio State? Pistons, Wings, and those Red Hot Lions. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and always use that promo code HUGE when you sign up to get the hookup. It is a Moneyline Monday, presented by DraftKings on the Michigan Sports Network. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. You ready? Now, let's go to the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Studio with the huge one, Bill What's up, Michigan? It's hour number two. We are live on a holiday for most. We still got bowl games uh, going on. I see Mississippi State came back to beat Illinois 19-10. That's cool. Won it for Coach Leach. I'm okay with that. Purdue's getting hammered. By Brian Kelly and LSU, 49-7. USC leading Tulane, 35-30. Penn State, Utah should be a pretty good uh, Rose Bowl coming up at the top of the hour. Uh, We'll talk about Michigan's loss to TCU. Lions playoff chances. It's down to one option. It was at about five yesterday. It's one option. Beat Green Bay. We don't know yet when that game will be. So I think they're really... I think they're waiting for Monday Night Football, possibly. I'm thinking the Lions are going to be the Sunday Night National game because the Packers win, they're in. So there's something guaranteed on the line. If Seattle would win, and I assume they'll be Sunday earlier in the day, they win against the Rams at home, then it doesn't matter what Detroit does, but Green Bay still could get in by beating the Lions. So then the Lions become a spoiler. All because of that 48-45 game in Detroit. And I was there. Wow, with our friends from Bud Light. Did the pregame party at Tin Roof with DraftKings. Incredible game to watch. But as a Lions fan, you just know games that will come back to haunt you. You do. It's life as a Lions fan. So we'll talk Lions inside this hour. Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com. Also a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast that you can listen to. Just search for it on YouTube. He'll join us in a few moments. Clayton Safey was inside State Farm Stadium for Michigan TCU. His thoughts on that loss. Also the Harbaugh story that's out there. Nicole Auerbach with Bruce Feldman. Two of the top college football insiders nationally are saying that Harbaugh is offered the Denver Broncos job officially. He's gone, that he's done at Michigan. 
So we'll talk to Clayton Safey about that. Also, Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman. His thoughts on Harbaugh that lost TCU in an hour. Skeen is a co-host on the Michigan Football Podcast with Chris Ballas. So you can hear the Wolverine.com, Mike O'Hara, DetroitLions.com. Yeah, we're just waiting for the schedule, and I, I'm guessing that they're waiting on maybe Monday Night Football and deciding if, you know, Green Bay, Detroit, I'm looking at all the possible matchups. There's something guaranteed on the line with Green Bay having to win and they're in. Lions have all that great young talent, and like I said, a uh, 30-plus point games, Lions are right there with the Bills and the Chiefs. Their offense at home this year has been unstoppable. Look what they did to Jacksonville, who's going to play Tennessee for the AFC South title. I mean, look at what they you know did to Minnesota. Go down, They put 45 on Seattle, got at that game, and I was there. If that game comes back to haunt them after this weekend... That would just suck. Not so much the Carolina game. You watch Carolina, they were beating up on Brady, and then Brady said, you know what? I got Mike Evans as a wide receiver. Hey, you know what? You know what? He didn't walk out on me like Giselle. I'm going to throw to Mike because I love him. I'm going to throw to him three touchdowns like 200 yards. Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com, co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. You can hear on YouTube. He's standing by on the Meyer guest line. And my Lord, uh, at first when Fields was running around, I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's, you know, the Bears were on a pace to rush for 500. I said, here we go again, what we watched on Christmas Eve. And then when Fields got banged up and he didn't run as much anymore, uh, the Lions just took over, and Jared Goff at home this year, he's been as good as Stafford ever was in Detroit. Oh, it was it was a very fun game to watch. And the weird thing with Chicago, they score more touchdowns on the opening drive of the game than any other team in the NFL. After that, they are the lowest scoring team in the NFL. It's a very weird thing. They come out, and they come out hot in more games than any other team, and it just goes away. And the Lions slowly rode out the storm. Uh, they got five first downs after the first two drives. Chicago did. That's that's really cl- putting the clamps down on on Fields. They hit him hard. They hit him often. Uh, their receiving core is. Uh, let's put it this way: I, I've never seen an easier team to cover than what the, the Bears wide receivers were and tight ends were yesterday. The guys were never open, and this is this is with Ifiatu Malifanwu. Um, Amani Orawarie and Mike Hughes playing big reps. Uh, Will Harris was an absolute blanket in coverage. These things don't happen unless your wide receiving core that you're playing against is really terrible. So, uh, you know, the Lions took care. They did what they needed to do. They beat up an inferior opponent, uh, and they they got a shot at the playoffs now. And that, that's all we can ask for. We talked about it on Friday, Huge. You know, th- this is a game that we needed to see them come back after the Carolina loss, after getting humiliated, and really you know, show that they were focused and, and, and a good football team that had a bad week. And that's exactly what we saw. You think they're going to flex in the Sunday night with the appeal of Rodgers, how well they're playing? I think the Lions will get more national TV games next year with all their young talent, and we'll get to Hutchinson and what Houston have been doing uh, defensively. Swift looked awesome yesterday. Golf's playing well. I, 
I'm looking at the potential. Well, not they, the matchups are set. It's just times now and what's on the line. And, you know, if you play, which it will, uh, Seattle Rams, like at four o'clock Michigan time on Sunday, that that Sunday night game, you'll know Green Bay either way has to win. They control their destiny. But if Seattle would lose and the winner of that game goes to the playoffs, it just seems to have that perfect Sunday night football on NBC fit. Yeah, so what what I heard earlier today in talking to somebody uh, who works for one of the networks is that they're waiting to see what happens with the Bengals tonight. Because if the Bengals lose tonight, it's Cincinnati and Baltimore playing for the AFC North title next week, and that would be the marquee game. If the Bengals win tonight, they clinch the division. Uh, Buffalo's already got their their thing wrapped up. So then the Lions and Packers would be the marquee game on the schedule. So it, it sort of depends on what happens tonight. If you want the Lions in primetime, root for the Bengals tonight. If you don't want them in primetime, and uh, personally as somebody who has to cover the team and uh, is generally not somebody who stays up very late, uh, I love the day games, uh, but I get that the fans really want the night games. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it still is dependent upon tonight. They are going to make the announcement. Uh, apparently right after the game tonight. So we will know very shortly uh, what, what's going on with next Sunday. But, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a huge game. You know, the, the playoff implications are legit. Um, it, it is going to be interesting to see if they're not the primetime game, how they handle the timing with the Seattle game and the Green Bay game. Do they want those two games to go at the same time? Or do they want you know Seattle you know, being at home or being on the West Coast their natural late window start. Do they push the Lions back to the later window, the the four oh five or four twenty five PM window uh, instead of the one o'clock start? That's that's gonna be the big question if uh again if the Bengals uh take care of business tonight. Yeah, but if uh Baltimore doesn't have Lamar Jackson and I Steelers Kenny Pickett had a great throw last night to win it uh for the Steelers, I, I don't see that as a you know, Baltimore's boring on offense. I I, I don't get I, I guess Lamar Jackson must be back next week, right? Or this weekend? Well, it's, it's possible, but again, that, that one's for a division title, and that, right. that's going to take precedence over a wild card. So, uh, I don't know if that's uh, a, I'm, I, I'm, not, I'm not necessarily interested in watching Baltimore either. I watched that game last night. Yeah. That's not a good football team right now without mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson. And But, uh, you know, the Bengals have a lot of sizzle uh, with Joe Burrow, and they were in the Super Bowl last year, and they, they're looking pretty dang good this year. So I, I get the appeal for Cincinnati anyway. Yeah, and I think we're, we get our local appeal that, you know, we're talking about the Lions all the time. So I understand that they're thinking nationally. And, and the way they've waited, it has to be what your network guy told you because otherwise they would already would have released the schedules today or last night. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and Green Bay, I mean, there's so many storylines with this for Green Bay. If they lose, they're out of the playoffs. It could be Aaron Rodgers' last home game. It could be his last game uh, in a Packers uniform. You, you never know. If they win, they're in. That's a very easy market to sell. You know, Green Bay, one of the most popular teams around the country. Uh, there's Packer backers all over the place. You know, that, that it's it's definitely the, the game that I would highlight, even just as, as like a neutral bystander. But, uh, you know, division titles take precedence over wild cards. So uh, that's unfortunately where it's at. Yeah, I'm surprised with uh, no Lamar Jackson, how they would look. I, I get, uh, you know, playing for a division uh, title, and I understand that they're looking for – but I don't see that as a monster TV draw, but you know, Burrow is uh, the man. Jeff Risden, LionsWire.com co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast, joining us on the Meyer Guest Line here on the Huge Show. Across Michigan talking about the Lions win over the Bears yesterday. So, uh, you know, Green Bay is on fire right now, playing as good as I've ever seen them play. Uh, when they were sitting there at, what, 4-8, uh, and, and Lions, you know, if, 
you need help with Seattle uh, to lose and the Rams to beat them. You also have the Lions draft pick there where that could mean a couple of, you know, draft choices. So that's kind of a sidebar playoffs first, but, and a lot of everything, everything connects back to Stafford and the Rams somehow uh, when you're talking about the Lions and golf the last two uh, years. I, I just don't know how, and I said it before this weekend, I, and, and they are a different team outdoors offensively than they are indoors and the numbers don't lie, but I just don't see the Lions going to Lambeau and winning on Sunday. I just have a tough time digesting that, and that might be the best thing to have no expectations for it. And, and that, I'm kind of with you on that. I do think that they have a path to victory. I think they can do it. Uh, it's going to require their defense playing better than it has recently uh, when they've played better teams. Uh, and it's, the, the big issue is Green Bay can both run and throw. The Lions have done pretty well against one-dimensional offenses, Carolina accepted. Uh, but uh, Green Bay, the way that, that Aaron Jones is running right now, the way that, that Christian Watson has developed as a receiver, the way they're working in Mercedes Lewis, who was he and Aaron Rodgers are the only guys still left from that 2005 draft class. They're playing together. They're playing great together. Uh, their ability to run and throw is, is a challenge for the Lions' defense. I do think that the Lions are going to be able to score against them. Green Bay's defense has played better lately, but they're still vulnerable. Uh, they don't have much depth at all, and uh, they're, they're a linebacker-dependent defense, uh, which means that you can you can take some advantage of some of their safety play uh, with speed on the outside. Like DJ Shark played, played fantastic yesterday. I think you saw Jamison Williams work in a little bit more. Uh, they did some things. They did the, the great run with them. Uh, the Lions are going to be able to, I think, put up some points, but uh, outscoring what Green Bay is going to do is going to be the challenge. And uh, look, they absolutely have a shot to do it. Uh, I, I expect that they will have a good game plan. I would think that they will will keep it um, very interesting until the, the very end. But <laughs> look, you got to be realistic. The last game of the year, you're going into the Packers' den uh, outdoors. Uh, it looks like it's going to be about 35 and uh, not really raining, but not exactly sunny conditions so the field might be a little damp uh it's asking a lot for this team that was once one and six to go in there and do that but they, they got a shot at it and uh, again that's that's more than we ever could have hoped for even a month ago so i i'm, I'm very excited for the matchup i, I think they got a, a real chance to win it uh i'm probably not going to pick them to win it but uh hey it's it it's, it's been a heck of a ride, man, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how they handle a do-or-die game like this. Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com, part of the USA Today Network. You can follow LionsWire on Facebook and Twitter, and also a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast that you can hear weekly on YouTube. Just search Detroit Lions podcast. Check it in on the Meyer Guest on. You mentioned uh, the Lions defense will need to play well against the Packers on Sunday if a playoff spot is on the line, or if they want to uh, send Aaron Rodgers and the Packers home and ruin their playoff chances. But uh, yesterday, man, Hutch, uh, James Houston for you know being a part of the defense for six games. Uh, the you know Rodrigo was all over the field. I mean, I I'm just looking at the youth and the contribution on defense right now for the Lions, regardless of what happens this weekend, if or uh, if they make the playoffs, whatever. Uh, but the future right now on that defense, and you watched it yesterday. Oh, man, the, the youth on the defense, you saw it up front yesterday. Hutchinson, Houston, you mentioned, who played a lot more in early down situations, wasn't just an exclusive pass rusher yesterday, and wore it pretty darn well. 
you know, you see Rodrigo bounce back. He had a really terrible first drive. Uh, two of those fields runs were directly on him. Uh, and he actually wound up sitting a play out because of it. Uh, after that, he was, he was fantastic. You saw John Kaminsky, a guy that, that you know, the Falcons gave up on. He's, he's still a young guy. He's only 26 years old. This is a guy who's going to be a building block on the inside, a guy who can play all four spots up front when you ask him to. Ali McNeil had a great game. You're seeing a lot of the youth talent that they've acquired over the past couple of years up front really starting to come together. Derek Barnes played a decent game. Um, doing He wasn't necessarily the spy, but he shut down the running backs when whenever Chicago tried to, to do something with that. So, they have a lot of young, impressive talent up front, and they're getting better, and they're playing better together. And that's how you get to have a team that they can really grow into something special. They need more pieces, obviously, but they've got a really, really strong young core up front. Uh, and it, it, it's, it's so fun to watch those guys learn together and learn how to play off one another. Uh, the chemistry that they have, uh, look, I know Aaron Glenn takes a lot of crap for his schematics. He has built a unit that has incredible chemistry and trust in one another, that's not always an easy thing to do uh, when you get a lot of talented guys with egos like that. The fact that they're playing for one another, with one another, as well as they are, uh, it's it's darn impressive. And it's something that we are really going to be looking forward to next year and the year after that. You know, imagine them adding a premium safety and a, a potential, you know, a guy like Daron Payne or Javon Hargrave, an interior pass rusher who can, you know, really you know, rock the boat on the inside. They get a chance to be a very good defense next year and and keep it going for several years because they have cap room and they've got youth. That's uh, it, it, it's a very exciting time to be a Lions fan. Superfly Hayes is telling me that he saw something from Fox News that the Lions game with the Packers was flexed to Sunday night. So he's he's waiting to confirm that. And again, when we get to network news uh, for the truth <laughs> or misinformation. I'm telling, I'm telling Superfly, you know, confirm. All right, don't you know, we can bring it up because we're a talk show. We can say that you saw it on Fox News. We're not confirming it, but um, you know, maybe they just reached a point, and maybe they found out that Jackson isn't going to be good enough to go, and they were waiting and talking with Baltimore or whatever. Uh, because I, uh, he's saying it's Fox News is reporting that the Lions. And the Packers. This is Brett Hayes. I'm gonna. We're gonna pin it. Not Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire. Not Bill Simonson from the Huge Show. Uh, but Brett Hayes uh, saying that Fox News, which that seems like a weird place. You sure it's not a fake Fox News? Like it's spelled F O C K S. Well, Fox does have the broadcast rights to the game, so they they probably would know. But, uh, but they would they so they would flex it. That I thought Sunday night is always NBC. Yeah, but but if it's not um, if it's not going to be on NBC, it will be on Fox. So that that could be that they were told by whoever that uh, it's not it. It's interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know I will, this flex uh, stuff. This flex stuff is it used to be like you could flex a certain amount of games and you you had to do it in a certain time and now they're walking it up you know six days before it's going to play right yeah and, and it does matter logistically if thank goodness they weren't playing saturday they had to know that uh, at a time because it cuts off a, a day of practice and a day of travel but uh yeah that's uh you know I, I i i would love for the average fan to understand what goes behind setting up for a TV production for the broadcast for a, for an NFL game. 
Uh, it is unreal the amount of equipment and the amount of logistics and, and things that they have to do to get done. So I'm sure they want to know as soon as possible. And uh, whether it's an NBC crew or a Fox crew, uh, where, where was NBC last night? They were in uh, they were in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, yeah. They just they just did Baltimore and Pittsburgh. You see, yeah. that's where I was kind of thinking. You know, going back and forth that. Uh, Maybe if I they, sure don't want to watch Baltimore again. My God, that was yeah. But maybe if, if Lamar Jackson was going to be back, and it's Lamar Jackson versus Burrow, that's a really attractive TV game, right? It is, but it doesn't sound like Lamar is going to be back. So uh, you know, that's that's something else. And uh, you know, they, there's they're they're a good example right there of a difference between a a quarterback who can only run in Tyler Huntley and a quarterback who can run and pass in, in Lamar Jackson. That's uh, that's pretty stark evidence for for that sort of argument. All right, so Adam Schefter now. I'm going to go to, like, uh, good reporters. Uh, Lions and Packers have been flexed uh, to Sunday night as the final regular season game. Uh, First reported by Superfly Hayes from the FOCKS Fox Network. (laughs) Give my man some credit. Well, he did. He didn't bring it up, but, you know, sometimes with Superfly, I just, you know, I got to do a little double checking every once in a while there, Risden. You know, <laughs> and you were talking about yeah, yeah. it. And and, and then because he said, well, this is a Superfly's text. Make sure you bring this up to Risden because he was completely off base on the Bengals Ravens comment. I can't believe you said that about Rizzy when he's not in the hizzy. <laughs> I see how it is when, when I'm not in well, you're not there. He's a sniper. He is. He's one of these guys. He always wears that camo hoodie. I, I'm telling you, he's a sniper. You got to watch out for him. So line, there, there you go now. It, it's what I thought would be the perfect scenario because you're going to get Rams, Seahawks in that late time slot because of West Coast time. So you'll know Pack. there's already something on the line regardless. Green Bay wins. Yeah. They're in. So now if yeah. the Rams beat, and the Rams have been playing pretty good, if the Rams beat the Seahawks, who beat the Jets yesterday, then that's basically a playoff game at Lambeau on Sunday night. Absolutely. And, and think about that. You know, we talked all summer about can we get a meaningful game in December. We got a meaningful playoff, playoff play-in game in January mm. uh, if, if that game, if the earlier game goes that way. And, hey, if, if the Rams happen to lose, they will pick no lower than sixth in the NFL draft, uh, and that's not necessarily the worst place to be either. Uh, and they could move that up as high as fourth, uh, from from my understanding, from what uh, we were talking about this morning in a group that I was in. So uh, you know, it's it's look. Obviously, you want the Lions to get into the postseason, get that get that beak wet, man. Taste taste that playoff. Give these young guys a, 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 some experience in where they need to get to and and what the stakes are with that. But. Uh, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world if uh, if they win and Seattle just edges them out because then you look back, that's your missed opportunity. Mm. You had that Seattle game oh. won, and you lost it. Mm. Uh, you had that Minnesota game mm. in Minnesota, and you lost it. Uh, uh. Uh, it's, it's a great lesson for, for mm. Dan Campbell and for his team that you've got to play every game all season. You can't, you, you can't have those little lapses even early in the year. It does come back to bite you, and that's... That's going to be one up being one of the, uh, the the final takeaways of 2022 season uh, when everything's said and done. But uh, look, it's still been a great ride, uh, and I, I really hope that they can put this on on Green. Ending Aaron Rodgers' season in Green Bay on national television that would be about as good of a New Year's Eve present and New Year's present as, as the Detroit Lions could give us. 
And uh, the flip side of the Rams can beat uh, the Seahawks, ending Rodgers' season and clinching a playoff spot on national TV with the way the Lions have been playing. What a message that would be. That would be fun as well. And I would be very curious as to see how both the teams, both Detroit and Green Bay, would respond to that. Would Green Bay be motivated knowing that they're already eliminated? Um, you know, knowing that they can't, you know, finish any better than second place in the division um, as a veteran team versus the, the Lions, you know, being the up and coming team, still trying to, you know, stake their claim and and do some things. That 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 that's an interesting scenario in and of itself. And uh, I wonder how that's going to play out. I, look, I think Seattle's going to win, uh, and, and that will take care of Detroit's business, unfortunately. But uh, it's. And what a great way to spend your Sunday next week! I'm I'm excited about it already. Huge. Well, it is because you're gonna you're gonna watch uh, you know Seattle and the Rams uh, beforehand. So it was the perfect. It's what we talked about at the top of this uh, conversation that you know it, it, you get Rodgers, you have that drama. Uh, it's national TV, and like I said, the Lions when when you're looking at thirty plus point games are right there with the Bills and the Chiefs, and you're talking about the two best offenses this side of a healthy Jalen Hurts win at QB for Philly, and now, yeah, it, it's your plan. It, it, it has a playoff feel to it. The entire Sunday, even though it's week 18 and you're into the second week of January, it has a playoff feel for the Lions and considering where they were at 1-6 and six this year, where they were last year. You know, we can we can break down and complain and compare golf to Stafford or whatever. Or we can argue about last year and argue about this year and look back at the tough losses that could cost them a playoff spot. But look at what's on the line Sunday for a team that stood at one and six at one point this year. Just like, you know, they keep talking about the Packers at four and eight. What about the Lions at one and six? It's a great story. It's a great testament to a young team coming together under an inexperienced head coach. They're, like, like we talked about with the young defense, they're all growing up together. They're, it, they've, they've bonded so well. Uh, it's one of the things that, that really stands out when, when you go into Allen Park and you see this team. They are one team. There are not individual agendas going on here. This is not a team where you know, you've got some, some flashy guy over here trying to get his name on TV or anything like that. They are working really hard and working together because they know that they are better than the sum of their parts uh, when they play that way. And that's something that Dan Campbell has worked very hard at stressing, uh, and it's working. And uh, it didn't work early on, but uh, he stayed with the message, and uh, it's it's a lot of fun. You know, and I'll tell you what, if they get in, Dan Campbell's going to get a lot of Coach of the Year votes. And that's that's something that I think if you would have said that back in October, uh, you probably would have laughed me off the air at that point. But it, it's it's very legit. If they can get in, I don't know if he's going to win it. I, I, I think Nick Sirianni's probably got that wrapped up. But, uh, man, that's, again, it, it's so different now than it was early in the season. And it's uh, it's been a long time coming. It's a very welcome development. Yeah, Lions at the Packers has been flexed to Sunday night. Uh, the finale, you'll get the Rams and the Seahawks. At 4 o'clock, if the Seahawks lose and the Lions are in a position in winning at Green Bay, they will secure a playoff spot. Packers go to the playoffs with a win over the Lions, regardless of what Seattle does against the Rams. Jeff Risden, you can follow everything leading up to the game Sunday night, man. I just ramped up this week with the Lions and the Packers. Now a Sunday night football last regular season game of the 2022-2022. 
23 season. It will be a good one. You can follow on the Lions, lionswire.com, Lionswire Facebook and Twitter, and also uh, follow Detroit Lions Podcast Facebook and Twitter and listen to it weekly. Just search Detroit Lions Podcast on YouTube. Jeff, we'll talk to you later in the week, and we'll preview the Packers and the Lions. That sounds great. Thanks. All right, that is huge news. Lions and the Packers, Sunday night football. Tell me Hammer and Hank Hayes isn't going to be ready. And what a springboard for next year for the franchise. Where regardless of what we have said, how we break it down, the ups and downs. Man, come on, Rams. Come on, beat Seattle. There you go. Just do it. Clayton Safey uh, will join us. He was at the TCU Michigan game with the Wolverine.com team. We'll get his thoughts on the game, the Harbaugh story, that if offered the Denver job, he would leave Michigan for the NFL. A lot to get to. Safey next. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. Are you ready? The toughest sport on dirt is back for an all-new 2023 season. Join the party and come watch the Cowboys of the PBR Tractor Supply Company Classic ride the rankest bulls on the planet live at Van Andel Arena, January 27th and 28th. Tickets on sale now at PBR.com or Ticketmaster.com. The PBR Tractor Supply Company Classic at Van Andel Arena, January 27th and 28th. Have you been to a Grand Rapids Gold basketball game yet inside Van Andel Arena? They're the Denver Nuggets G League team, and they feature talent from Kentucky, Baylor, Stanford, Duke, and more. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com or the Van Andel Arena box office. And don't forget their home game specials. Tuesdays, two-for-one tickets. Thursdays, $2 beers and $2 dogs. And the Sunday Family 4-Pack. Get four tickets and a $20 concession voucher for only 50 bucks. Get your Grand Rapids Gold tickets now. More for your money and kick off the new year with Meyer. Start your wellness journey with buy one, get one free vitamins or supplements. And enjoy delicious meals with deals like 80% lean ground beef for $2.99 per pound. Taylor Farm salad chopped kits, two for $6. And lean cuisine or Stouffer's frozen meals, just $2.48 with Emperks. Plus, pay the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in store or online. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Hey, Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big-time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app, Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your first two deposits for up to $1,500 plus 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. When you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, always use that promo code HUGE uh, to get the hookups. Get in on the action right now. The college bowl games. They got Monday Night Football tonight. 
college basketball, and more. And the Lions have been flexed to Sunday night football in America. They will play the Packers Sunday night, I assume, a little after 8 p.m. at Lambeau. If Seattle loses to the Rams in that Sunday game, which I think will be around 4 or 4.25 p.m. Michigan time, then the Lions will be playing for a playoff spot. Green Bay, regardless of what Seattle does with a win over the Lions, Sunday night at Lambeau, they will grab that final playoff spot in the NFC. That's big. Big for the Lions. Big for the franchise after the one and six start, three win season last year. So the Lions and Packers will be the last regular season game in America. In the NFL. Sunday night football in America with the Lions and the Packers. Mm. Gotta get Seattle to lose though, which stinks. That's why I wanted, you know, Seattle to lose yesterday. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com, one of our Michigan insiders. Uh, he was in Glendale, Arizona for TCU in Michigan on Saturday. So, Clayton, what's going through your mind when you're watching that first half with Michigan TCU? Yeah, uh, it was kind of surreal in a way, right? I mean, you, you thought if they came out and played well and played their game and if things went according to script that they would probably have a great chance to win. Well, they still had a decent chance to win towards the end. But they shot themselves in the foot so many times. I mean, I've never seen a team win throwing two pick sixes. You also fumble on first and goal from the one. Give it up. It's actually a touchback. Other team gets it at the 20. I mean, everything that could have gone wrong did on a number of different plays. They fought until the end, but too many mistakes. And give TCU credit. They took advantage uh, and also played really well themselves. So uh, really disappointing end to what, what was a great season. I'm sure as the days go by, people will start to appreciate a little bit more what it was, but uh, it was stunning to see them go down like that because it's, it's something we really haven't seen this team do, make those mistakes. They've been so clean all year. Yeah, I said the only way they would lose would be if they hurt themselves. And, you know, you scored 39 in the second half, but you deliver the first half without a touchdown and you had so much going on close to the goal line, the opening run by Edwards, the crowd roaring. And, you know, J.J. just, you know, didn't look comfortable until he got in the third quarter. And then, he, you know, the pick six has gotten his head. It is his first year as a starter. I'm not making excuses. But the one thing I, I kept saying when I'm sitting at Johnny Brands on Leonard in Grand Rapids with a packed bar is run, J.J. You know, his legs, if you go back to last year when he splashed, it was his arm strength and his legs. And him staying in the pocket. He, he's just not there yet. He, he could be one day and probably will be. But you watched him in the third quarter when they had the design run for him. I'm like, where was that at the goal line? Where was that in the first half? How do you not sneak him three times? Why hand off to the fullback? Why risk a bad snap or exchange? I mean, there's, there, there's so much from a coaching perspective. And, yeah, and I'll put the, the, the pick six on J.J., but uh, the coaching in the first half, they, it's like they spent three weeks out thinking themselves and not doing what, what got them to dominate Ohio State. I agree. I mean, I thought you get to fourth down down there. Really, the worst thing that could have happened in hindsight was J.J. scrambling, getting down to the two. So then they decided to go for it and they run a Philly special, something like you said. I mean, that's not – I get it. You know, you're trying to catch them off guard, but it's not their – anything that's like their bread and butter or anything like that. They've been a line it up, run right at them type of team all season long. And then 
Uh, you're right. I mean, the, the the fumble at the one, you know, really the second miscue down in there was uh, a formation that looked like a sneak formation, but then he handed off basically where a sneak would have gone. I don't understand it. Mm. You know, even if they did get the handoff off, you know, you're looking at taking extra time and letting the defense kind of get some push there instead of just getting behind your athletic quarterback and sneaking. So I didn't understand that. You're right on J.J. McCarthy. Uh, you know, I thought he made a lot of plays to keep them in that game. You look at the second half, he had close to 200 yards passing, and he actually ran for 77 yards in the second half. Agree with you. Run him more early. It seemed like there were some more opportunities there to do that. Uh, interestingly enough, Michigan scored 45 points. That's the most uh, out of any offense in the college football playoffs this year. Michigan holds TCU to 37 offensive points. That's the lowest amount any offense in the college football playoff scored this season. Of course, 42-41 was the final in Georgia-Ohio State, all offensive touchdowns and, and scores. So you're looking at those mistakes that, to me, were the difference. And I know that a lot went on in between those, but the miscues, the coaching mistakes, the interceptions, um, and Michigan got some breaks themselves. But that, that, those are the things I think Michigan fans are going to be looking back on for a long time. This will be one of those ones you'll look back on decades from now and what could have been. It's not rocket science to figure out that J.J. rushed for 77 yards, threw for 200, then the defense doesn't know what you're doing and your team drops 39 in the final two quarters. Uh, where was that initially? Where was that to create uh, the defense not being able to tee off on him in the pocket? Why is every drop by Michigan a deep drop? And then J.J. you know, is waiting, 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 and then here comes the rush, and he got away from it a couple of times. Uh, but man, use his legs. I, I, he's not. He is not a pocket passer. He's not. He's a deep ball guy in the pocket. If not, get him out rolling, get him throwing, let him tuck it and run. And then when the defense wants to come up, he can hit a big play down the field. I understand it for a lot of the year when it's yeah maybe you're not going to run him all the time because especially with the backup situation this year when Cade McNamara went down with his injury. But you're in a do or die game. Amen. You know, you see it with, like, Buffalo You know, Buffalo throughout the season. I know they run him a lot more than some fans are comfortable with at times, and he takes some big hits. But you, you see in some of those bigger games where they really unleash him. Um, and that's just one example. Of course, there's, there's others when you look at running quarterbacks. And, uh, you know, I think J.J. is going to get better in the pocket. He had a lot of time back there at times, uh, and they did hit on some of those deep balls. But I thought he bailed a little bit early a few times as well. Um, you know, but I, I do give him credit for what he did in the second half. It, it just wasn't quite enough, and, and it wasn't clean enough really throughout. When you look at three out of 13 on third downs, J.J. was two of eight third down passing. That's just not good enough in a game like this. So, yeah, you hit on some big plays, which isn't necessarily their M.O., but they weren't able to sustain some of those other drives and, and stay on the field. They really would have put up a, a crooked number there, I, I think, if, if they could have done that and, and played how they did. It was kind of one of those goofy games that didn't go the way – uh, any games you, you had all season. And, uh, man, they still had a chance at the end, which was amazing, but um, really disappointing end for Michigan, yeah. uh, you know, as we said. Yeah, just the, the bubble screen at the goal line. Hopefully there's a can of uh, gasoline right now in a dumpster behind Schembechler Hall where that thing, that entire playbook that has a bubble screen on the goal line is being torched. That and bringing it, you know, so you're relying on a trick play and – at at the half yard line, uh, a handoff 
Uh, my God, I, that first half was just uh, – and it was what – I'm sorry, I get we all talked about Georgia's defense and how dominant they were, but Michigan's play calling last year in the first half when – Georgia got out to the lead and it was game over. They didn't run the quarterback. They didn't bring McCarthy in to try and, and get the edge on a speed defense. They didn't use their speed. Uh, they didn't do any of it. And Harbaugh got his ass out coached by Sonny Dykes in that first half. The entire staff did. And I give them credit like they've done all year long. They've adjusted at halftime. But this this time around, it wasn't just a game you could dictate the pace. It was TCU and TCU's moving on. All right, quickly. Uh, I got to get your thoughts on the Harbaugh story. Nicole Auerbach, Bruce Feldman saying if the Broncos offer Harbaugh the job, he's gone. What do you think, Clayton? Yeah, if he gets an offer, I mean, it wouldn't necessarily shock you. This is the guy that interviewed back in February with Minnesota. Um, at the same time, you know, it, it's kind of one of those things where it's here we go again. We'll have to see exactly how it plays out. Will it drag on for weeks or is he their number one guy? Do they offer him right away after another conversation? Um, we'll see how that goes. He said uh, last month that he will be back in 2023, but he left the door open a little bit saying that nobody knows the future and and all that sorts of stuff. So we'll just kind of wait and see. I mean, I know uh, I think people are preparing for either way, but uh, I think the number one hope for Michigan right now is that it doesn't drag on for a month, affect recruiting and all of that. I think you want to get whatever happens done uh, pretty quickly. And we do know behind the scenes as well, if he were to stay uh, there are people at Michigan right now working on, uh, you know, making him a, one of the highest paid coaches in college football, which I think would help. But again, is it just that itch that, uh, you know, that he wants to win a Super Bowl? Only Jim Harbaugh knows that. Hey Amen. I'm with you in his heart, his head. And is, you know, is there some, not, not vindictiveness, but just a part of him where he had to take the pay cut and he doesn't have faith in, that athletic department, we'll see. It'll be up to Harbaugh. Clayton Safey, you can follow everything University of Michigan football and athletics at thewolverine.com. Good stuff uh, during this Michigan run this year. Clayton, we'll talk soon. Thanks. Happy New Year. All right, back at you, Clayton Safey, joining us on the Meyer Guest Line. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with University of Michigan Athletics. Michigan, Michigan State hoops on Saturday in the Big Ten. Sunday night football in America will be the Lions and the Packers. That game has been flexed to Sunday night at Lambeau. Lions win. They'll get to the playoffs if Seattle loses uh, prior to that game. To the callers online, Michigan will hear you next. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. We played for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soaring Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news 
press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive boys and girls, High School Sports, MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan on a Moneyline Monday, presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always use code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app to get the promo hookups. You can get in on today's bowl action, Monday Night Football, College Hoops, Lions and Packers now have been flexed to this Sunday night at Lambeau in Green Bay. Also, a huge upset. Well, not a huge upset. Tulane is top 25 team, but... Uh, Tulane has roared back. They lead number 10 USC 46-45, nine seconds uh, to go in that game. 24-7, everything you need is at thehugeshow.net. Big. Bad. Huge. 